Blog Talk Radio.
morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are. This is the Saturday morning entertainment show. Your host, Ivan Henry, alongside Liam Francis and others, we want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. We have gone past the middle of February. And of course, we're here on a Saturday morning, as usual. And with that, we want to say good morning to Dennis Heat, Donna Brown, and uh, we are in hopes of hearing from Murtrice Nisbet, Lynette Smith, Cardinal Mills, but you too can be a part. 515-605-9850. With that, I'll say good morning to Mr. Leon Francis. Okay, yes, uh, a pleasant good morning to you, Iva, and to all the listeners, Dennis over here in sunny California, Mercy, Dan, and whoever else is listening to us, I just want to say good morning, it's just a wonderful morning in my neck of the woods, and I hope wherever you are, you are indeed enjoying the wonderful weather. As far as my household is concerned, everything is okay. We are thankful for small mercies in each and every day. We are grateful to have the presence of my dear wife with us. We just pray and trust that she will make a rapid recovery. And I just want to just ask you, how are your, you and your family doing over here in sunny North Florida? Or Everything Northwest okay Florida, I should say. Still trying to... Um Hang in there since we would have realized Valentine and Monday, so we're still in the week of Valentine, so we just want to say we should be in a very, very loving mood about the fact that it's the Black History Month. So for that, besides everything else, we should be happy. Good morning to you, Mr. Heath. How are you doing? Good morning to you, Iva. Good morning, uh, Leon, and uh, out here in sunny Southern California. I'm looking at a chilly-ish 36 degrees, but I know that as soon as the sun comes up, because it's still middle of the uh, morning now, but as soon as the sun comes up, I know we will be back up there in the 80s today with uh, air conditioning weather out in the car. That's it. Did you say 36? Did you say 36? 36, currently 36, which will get somewhere in the region of 70s by, you know, Midday. Yes, well, Ivan, say good morning to you, Donna. I'm 72. Morning, Donna. How are you? Did we get Donna here? I think she's old. Donna B? I don't think you have Donna. He's on his line. Hello. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Morning. I'm good. How is the big apple? Can we get a bite of that apple? Is it cold? Is it hot? Is it warm? It's okay for now. Let me check the temperature and let you know. We are at 34. 34, and it's okay for now. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's windy, it's very windy. Okay, well, make sure you wear a long pants and not a short skirt. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, you know, we're here on the Saturday morning at the and show. We're happy that you're here with us, and at least I'm hoping you'll stay the duration, three hours, still in hopes of hearing from Mertries over there in New York. Anything to report? Okay, I mean, Donna, you seem to be distracted. Lynn, go ahead and take us off. Hello, yes. Oh, you were not hearing me. I thought you were saying hi to Mertries. No, I'm not sure that we would have had us yet, so I'm going to let Lynn go ahead and give the prayer, and I'll try to see if she's audible. She's on, but I have to make sure that she's in a position to speak. So we go ahead, Lynn. Yes, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. We ask you to bless the show, let it go on without any interruptions whatsoever. We pray for everyone who is listening to the show this morning and just hope and pray they will enjoy every minute of it. We pray especially for the ones who are struggling with ill health, namely my dear wife Eunice, Dr. Leroy Lashley and his dear daughter Lisa, with Bobsy Nismith. Connie Whitley, Elimat, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, Murchis Nisbet, El Camino Willett, Ralston Otto, Wentworth Francis, Kelbert Francis, Dennis Heath, Kelman, Joseph Gunshop, Willis and Mona, Daniel Lord. We pray especially for Fillmore Hall White Lord, Earl Stevens family, and Jeanette Hughes, my niece, Dr. Roger Brown, Virgil Brown Jr., and all the others who are who have not expressed their concerns, Lord, we pray for them. We hope that you will just heal them from the bottom of their feet to the top of their head, Lord. Heal them. Bring them back to their normal self, Lord, so they can continue to do your work. We pray and trust that you will just open the hearts of those who are helping us to finance the show, to give us more generously. We thank you for what they have given to us, and we pray, Lord, that you let the show go on without any interruption. Bless the whole cyber enemy. And all the participants, any seats, Murphy Smith, but Donna Brown, and whoever else may be appearing later on in the show. Thank you, Thank you Lord, for all you have done for us over the past 11 years. And trust you'll continue to let us be blessed and be able to present the show as long as your will to do. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. I'm sure you're going to get a big amen from Matrice Nisbet over there in New York City. Good morning, Matrice. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm fine. Thank you. And you? I am very well, thank you. And I'm um, thanking God for life. How is Mama okay. Bob at this time? Okay. She's doing well. Good morning, Mr. Francis and Dennis morning. and Donna. Good morning. She's doing okay. She's in her morning prayer meeting. So she's with good company, I should say. Okay, sounds good. All right, well, then we have to report to ourselves what a wonderful big chocolate cake and a big bouquet of flowers you would have had this past Monday for Valentine's. I'm sure you want to let the world know. Oh. I don't do Valentine's Day, but it was a nice, lovely, quiet day. Oh, that's not his name? Valentine? Okay. Don't tell us who you do that. (laughs) We got you. We got you. You're getting kind of fast. not Valentine's. Got you, Matrice. Okay. Donna, you heard that? It's not Valentine's. Mm -mm. That's not his name. 
His name is what? The Lord Jesus. Okay, we got you too. His name is Jehovah. Jehovah. Okay. Yes, Jehovah. Good for you. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Well, Marcus, we are going to be here for the next three hours. We know you spend a portion of it with us, and for that we are grateful. The folks would have heard your voice. When they don't hear you, they get worried or concerned, whichever um, word you, you choose to, to use. So okay. it's nice for you coming through, at least to say hi, hello, and how are you? Any other concerns? No, so far things are doing okay and doing well. Yeah, half well, I must say, but I'm enjoying what I'm going through. So that's about it. Hope everyone is having that. We're in the inspirational portion, so this is also part of the inspirational portion to inspire mm-hmm. folks out there. So whatever you say, let me hope it resonates very well with the listeners. And at the same time, we'll go on and give you the itinerary for the day. Let's say during okay. the first hour, of course, we're going to have the book of the Bible. Leon's going to come to see what's happening there at 9.30. Hopefully, we'll hear from Phil Hawkeye. I've not seen or heard him for the morning, but let's hope that everything's okay with him. And, of course, right after that, we hope to hear from Mr. Cardinal Mills. As promised, Black History Month, and we're going to have something special for you, a little 15, 20 minutes of something to pique our interest and to either jog our memory or to educate us or inform us or enlighten us. So, Mr. Cardinal Mills, he will be standing by for that. And then again, we come on Leon again. We keep him busy, you know. He's a busy man. He's going to head to this fitting room, and he's going to exchange his robe, and he's going to put his sporting gears on and tell us what's happening on the international and the regional scene in terms of sports, especially where cricket is concerned. And, of course, he's going to tell us about the NFL, the Super Bowl, that would have taken place this past Sunday. And um, I'll jump ahead and say congratulations to the Rams at this time. So, stand by for sports. It's going to be interesting, folks. So, that you're not going to want to miss at the top of the hour. Of course, we'll have the birthdays, anniversaries, and events that would have taken place on this date. And I will bring that to you. Compliments of Mr. Audley Watson. That's my Ruby's son. Hopefully, my Ruby's phone will be up so we can actually give us a call. Her phone was down and out, but nonetheless, we'll get that from Mr. Cardinal Mills. And of course, he'll get a chance to say hi and hello and send greetings to his special fans. He has many, but at least he would have got some special ones. At 10.45, None other than the two beautiful ladies out of Antigua and Barbuda, and they will be coming through in flying colors. And we'll have a grand introduction by Mr. Dennis Heat for the ladies. After that, we'll have an open line type of sort where we will discuss a whole slew of things. And again, you too can be a part of the conversation. 515-605-9850. So if we have anything else, then anyone else have anything that we don't want to put forth at this time? Or we rush on down to the 9.30 hour? 
Not from my end. Okay, Leon has nothing. Okay, well, without any further ado, why not just let's get into the string of things here.
Yes, indeed, you are a child of the universe.
That was sent to me by my sister, Irma Charlene, over there in England. So I want to say good afternoon to you over there in England, Charlene. And it sounds really, really beautiful, this little child has captivated the audience there. And I want to say, a little child shall lead them. And our opening, you are a child of the universe. Getting down to 9.30 when we have the book of the Bible.
answer because the answer is written there in the Lamb's Book of Life. From cover to cover, there are 66 books. And Liam is going to take one of those books and he's going to tell us something from one of those books at the, uh, at the bottom of the hour. Bang on time, Liam. Come on. Yes, uh, good morning once again, folks. And this morning, we're going to take a look at the book of Obadiah. And this book is the shortest book in the Bible, consists of only 21 verses. In it, for Obadiah, he prophesied against the nation of Edom. Obadiah announced God's judgment against them and prophesied that their kingdom would be destroyed. Here is Obadiah preaching to the kingdom of, Obadiah, of Edom, uh, warning them that their, sins, their, their, their city or their kingdom would be destroyed for obeying God and not following his ways. It's a good book to read. It's just 21 chapters, not chapter, but 10, 21 verses. And it's just a good morning read for you folks. So why don't you just take some time out do just that. And that's it for me, Iva. Back to you. Okay, there it is, Obadiah, and we know folks uh, have been named Obadiah. Remember when Obadiah out of news, and then Donna is laughing, <laughs> hearing the word Obadiah. <laughs> Obadiah here, <laughs> and you know the rest. Yes, well, we don't have Phil with us this morning to really getting on that, and Dennis has already said, like me, we are not true scholars. I wish much as well. Audible that you can probably enlighten us a little bit more. But, so but, still, um, but Iva, Iva yes. don't have to be a scholar, but they just have to just read and they'll be inspired. Hmm. Just read. Yeah. That's my word to them. Just read and their understanding of it will come to them. Sure, it has gotten to many people before. So just, uh, yeah. just a. Uh, a plea to each and every one of us. All right. Well, we want to thank you for that, Leanne. Of course, we look forward to that on a Saturday morning at the bottom of the first hour. Bible. And like I said, we are grateful for that. There is a camp in every soul, some brightly burning. Some dark and cold There is a spirit Who brings a fire Ignites a candle And makes his home Carry your candle Run to the darkness Seek out the helpless Confused and torn Hold out your candle For all to see it Take your candle Go light your world Take your candle Go light your world Frustrated love See how he tries to light his own. 
take your candle, go light your world. I really like that rendition of the candle. Let's see if you can hear another rendition of it. And we compare and contrast and see what we have. Let us let us try it more and see what's going on. Doesn't want just want to go with me. I don't know why he didn't want to. He doesn't want to take me on. Oh, God, light your world. It's right here, ready to come on, but I don't know why you don't want to do that. Well, we're still waiting for Mr. Cardinal Mills, and uh, he seems no. to be with us, so we'll not get back okay. to that, Mr. Cardinal Mills. We want to say good morning to you and to the whole entire Virgin Islands. Morning, how are you? We appreciate your greetings over here, Ivor. It's been a great morning, nice, sunny, and with a little rainfall that gives us a little coolness and calmness. So it's, it's, it's all mixed in there, a lovely place to be at this time. And it's with, with all the fans and friends and supporters of the Saturday morning entertainment show. Glad to be with you. I'm on a little bit earlier than usual, but you know, I come on here to give us a little tidbit about who we are and what we've done and where we have been. Okay. You with me, Ivor? Yes, go ahead. Hello. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, You know, let me say it this way. If you want to educate the people, the history of their civilization and culture and social development must be included in the curriculum of in, in, instruction that is the source of the education. Now, the history of a people's civilization informs them of their identity and their place in the universe, who we are and where we belong. Now, this idea must have occupied the thoughts of Dr. Carter G. Woodson when he initiated the program that we now refer to as the Celebration of Black History Month. But the unfortunate thing is that despite Woodson's efforts, it is still propagated that the civilization of African people began with the arrival of the Europeans. <laughs> Funny thing, huh? Um, this fantasy still pervades the minds of black people. The preoccupation with this fantasy becomes grotesquely evident when we start to talk about the first black to do this or the first black to do that. Now, this means that we are measuring black people's consciousness and intelligence by our European standards rather than the standards of African civilization. And you know why we do that? We know nothing about African civilization. And that is tragic. 
Now, this formula of measuring a people by a civilization that is not theirs is a matter of self-degradation. And that is what we is what we see among all people from one day to the next. So I would like to offer you see for more than three thousand years before the common era, what you and I learned in school as before Christ. The mystery schools of Egypt epitomized the ultimate secret in wisdom and knowledge. Okay. Even the contemporary scholars and researchers insist that the great teachers who presided over Egypt's mystery schools had to come from some extraordinary place. They didn't. They came right out of Africa, from the base of Mount Kilimanjaro in Uganda, and made their way north along the Nile Valley to create the civilizations we know as Kush, Kemet, and Nubia. That's Ethiopia, Egypt, and the Sudan. Even Egypt was at that time called Kemet. So how come we didn't hear about this in junior standard, as we used to call it, or kindergarten, or first form of high school? Because, or even fifth form, or sixth form in high school. And that is because in the effort to denigrate a people, you must suppress the history of their civilization, culture, and social development. In order to, and, and you do that in order to, to elevate that culture of the oppressor. And let me say right now, that is the situation we find ourselves in today. Now, later, the Greek students of this great tradition of education established in Egypt would be credited for originating the material contained in the manuals of science. The, for instance, the Greek philosopher Pythagoras, known to us as the father of ma mathematics, and he lived somewhere between 580 and 500 BCE. And remember I said, BCE is what the designation of, of what is used now to what you and I in school learn as BC, before Christ. Now, this is terminated before the common era. So, before that 2,000 years that began, that, that era that began 2,000 years ago, according to West, the history of Western civilization, you have this mathematician being trained by Egyptians in its mystery schools. And here, he learned the doctrine of numbers, the heliocentric system of the universe, music, astrology, astronomy, geometry, ge geometry 
and all of the disciplines of mathematics and science. Pythagoras spent 22 years in Egypt before returning to Greece and then Italy to establish his own schools of philosophy. Now, let me fast forward 3,000 years to NASA, an institution that is credited with, le with Western civilization's greatest triumph, space travel. And here I want to tell you about three brilliant black women who were the architects of getting NASA's astronauts into space. But just like what has been done with the history of black civilization, these three black women were hidden from sight up until very recently. And I'm, I'm understanding that a movie has been made in their honor. It's called Hidden Figures. So anyone who's listening and want to have a, a little um, dramatization of the lives of these women, check out the movie Hidden Figures. I'm sure it's probably on Netflix or maybe you, you can even find it on YouTube at this point. So let me tell you about something about these three women. First, their name, Catherine Jackson, Catherine Johnson. Um, and and you, you know this thing. You know the thing, Iva, remember the name. <laughs> yes. So I'm saying here again, remember the name. Remember the name Catherine Jackson, Catherine Johnson. Remember the name Mary Jackson. And remember the name, what's her name? Her last name is Vaughn. Um, yes. Lindsay Vaughn, perhaps? Huh? Is it Lindsay Vaughn you're talking oh. about? No, 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 no. Vaughn, V-A-U-H-N. Oh, Vaughn. Oh, my apologies. My apologies. Okay. Um, I want to give you her full name, I'm, and, I, and I'm, I'm not remembering it now. Um, anyway, all of these women were mathematicians who in the 1960s, before there were computers, I should say in the 1940s and 1950s, before there were computers to calculate logarithms and logistics of space travel, these three women were the brain behind the creation and implementation of those logistics. So, we're now in a place where they have finally been revealed to us. And I think one of them died recently. I think as recently as... Okay, the name I'm trying to remember is Dorothy Vaughan. So remember that? Catherine Johnson, Mary Jackson, and Dorothy Vaughan. Uh, let me see if I can... Hold on, hold, hold on a bit. <laughs> yeah, okay. Waiting for you to come back. 
give me give me a second. Give me a second.
High School in Farmville, Virginia, to take what she believed would be a temporary war job. Two years after President Roosevelt signed the executive order into law prohibiting racial, religious, and ethnic discrimination in the country's defense industry, the laboratory began hiring black women to meet the skyrocketing demand for processing aeronautical research data. Urgency and 24-hour shifts prevailed as the Jim laws, which required newly hired colored mathematicians to work separately from their white female counterparts. Dorothy Vaughan was assigned to the segregated West Area Computing Unit, an all-black group of female mathematicians who were originally required to use separate dining and bathroom facilities. Over time, individually and as a group, the West computers distinguished themselves with contributions to virtually every area of research at Langley. Mary Vaughan, I should say, Dorothy Vaughan is one of them. Dorothy Vaughan retired from NASA in 1971. She sought, but never received another management position at Langley. Her legacy lives on in the successful careers of notable West Computing alumni, including Mary Jackson and Catherine Johnson, Eunice Smith, Catherine Pedro, and the achievements of second-generation mathematicians and engineers, such as Dr. Christine Dodd. Catherine Johnson... She was born on August 26th. Ivor, you missed it, man. August 26th, 1918. She died on February 24th, 2020. That's the one I was told you died, died just recently, just two years ago. She yes. was handpicked to be one of the three black students to integrate West Virginia's graduate school. When West Virginia decided to quietly integrate its, its, its graduate schools in 1939, President Dr. John Davis selected her and two men to be the first black students offered spots at the state's flagship school. She left her teaching job and enrolled in the graduate math program. At the end of the first session, however, she decided to leave school to start a family with her first husband, her husband James Gobel. She returned to teaching, and when her three daughters got older, but it was, that was not until 1952, that a, a relative told her about opening positions at the all-black West Area Computing Section at what was then called the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics. And that is what one trans, that's what one tra translated, translated, later translated into NASA uh, at its Langley Laboratory. It was headed by fellow West Virginian Dorothy Vaughan, who I just told you about. Catherine and her husband decided to move the family to Newport News, Virginia, to pursue the opportunity. And she began to work at Langley in the summer of 1953. Just two weeks before into her tenure in the office, Dorothy Vaughan assigned her to a project in the Maneuver Lodge branch of the Flight Research Division, and Catherine's temporary position soon became permanent. 
She spent the next four years analyzing data from flight tests and worked on the investigation of a plane crash caused by wake turbulence. As she was wrapping up this work, her husband died of cancer in December of 1956. When asked to name her greatest contribution to space exploration, Johnson would talk about the calculations that helped sync Project Apollo Lunar's module with the Lunar Orbiting Command and Service module. She also worked on the Space Shuttle and the Earth Resources Technology Satellite, later named Landsat, and authored and co-authored 26 research reports. She retired in 1986 after 33 years planning. Johnson died on February 24, 2020. The first one, the last one, Mary Jackson. She's her date of birth is April 9th. Either you missed it again, man. April 9th, 1921, in Hampton, Virginia. She did her BS in mathematics and physical science at the Hampton Institute in 1942. She was hired by NASA in April of 1951. That, that, at that time, it was NACA, and it became NASA later, and she retired from there in 1985. She died on February 11, 2005. Now, Mary Winston Jackson had a love of science. Mary Winston Jackson had a love of science and a commitment to improving the lives of people around her were one and the same. In the 1970s, she helped the youngsters in science club at Hampton's King Street Community Center build their own wind tunnel and used it to conduct experiments. Mary's own path to engineering career at NASA Langley was far from direct. A native of Hampton, Virginia, she graduated from Hampton Institute in 1942 with a dual degree in mathematics and physical sciences and accepted a job as a math teacher at a black school in Calvert County. After two years in computing, in, in a computing school, Mary received an offer to work for the engineer Kazimir Kazinski in the four foot by four foot supersonic pressure tunnel, a 60,000 horsepower wind tunnel capable of blasting models and winds approaching twice the speed of sound. She began her engineering career in an era in which female engineers of any backgrounds were rare. In the 1950s, she was may very well have been the only black female aeronautical engineer in the field. And for nearly two decades, she enjoyed a productive engineering career. Mary retired from Langley in 1985. Among her many hours, honors were an Apollo Group Achievement Award and being named Langley's Volunteer of the Year in 1976. She served as chair of one of the centers of annual United Way campaign, was a Girl Scout troop leader for more than three decades, and a member of the National Technical Association, the oldest African technical organization in the United States. She and her husband, Levi, had an open-door policy to young Langley recruits trying to gain their footing 
into, in a new town and new career. A 1976 Langley Researcher profile might have done the best job capturing Mary's spirit and character, calling her a gentle lady, wife and mother, humanitarian and scientist, Mary Jackson. The three women who were the computer, the human computers at NASA. So even today, as we boast as of the success, as America boasts of the success of its space program, they must, in all honesty and conscience, tribute, give tribute to these three black women in particular. Those were the three women who knew, who, I should say, who expressed by their work that they had incarnated the genius of their ancestors all the way from Kenneth, from Kenneth, Egypt. Our youngsters of today must know that they too have have been incarnated with that genius in spite of what anybody else might say about them. They call thugs, they call um, predators, and all sorts of different names that we're given. Our genius, even when it expresses itself in creating a monumental achievement, it's still not recognized. We take off our hats to Kathleen Johnson, Mary Jackson, and Dorothy Vaughn. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's my presentation for today. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for that, Cardinal. And with that, we have come to the end of our inspirational portion. And uh, we are going to now turn to Hi, Leon, come on in. Oh, good morning. I was waiting for you to play my intro. You know that intro is yeah, no, it's so coming, inspiring. But for some reason, you just don't want to come on. Oh, okay. Nevertheless, I just want to say thanks to Cardinal for that really inspiring and informative presentation. And I want to say good morning once again to all who are listening to this show. Let me begin by talking a little about the West Indies four-day championship. This week, there were wins for Trinidad and Tobago by an innings and 43 runs. TNT, 326, following 97 by the Windwards and 186. A win by an innings and 43 runs. The Baders won by 10 wickets over Jamaica. Jamaica 328 and 233. Barbados are whopping 521 for 8 and 42 without loss. And of course, the big, big victory for the Leewards 
by an innings and 57 runs. Guyana, 116 and 265. The Leewards, 438 for seven. Congratulations to all the winners. And as of the end of the two rounds of matches, Barbados lead with 42 points, followed by Trinidad and Tobago in 38.6 points. And Leewards, they are in third place with 24.6 points, having won one and lost the other. Both Barbados and Trinidad have won both matches. At the bottom of the table, Guyana, they have won one and lost the other. While the Windwards lost two, and Jamaica have also lost two. So Jamaica with an inferior net run rate were at the bottom of the table with 8.1. 8.8 matches, uh, points. We will just let you know there will be a break in the tournament and we will be resuming after the England tour of the West Indies. We turn our attention to the international series, India versus the West Indies, and of course, West Indies lost the series, having lost the second T20 by some eight runs. It was a thrilling encounter. India scored 186 for five after they had allotted 20 overs, and the West Indies replied with 178 for three, just eight runs short of that, that tag, that nine runs short of their target to tie the series. But nevertheless, we did not, we did compete. New Zealand versus <laughs> New Zealand versus South Africa, and South Africa were dismissed in the first minutes for. 100 for 95 runs, folks, and in the second time around, they only scored 111 over there in New Zealand. New Zealand, however, scored 482. New Zealand won that encounter by 200 innings and 276 runs. One of the biggest defeats, I believe, for the, the South Africans. The second test match starts on the 25th on Friday. And we just hope that South Africans can put up a better showing. Australia are playing Sri Lanka. And the latest cause there in the latest match in the T20 affair, South Africa, not South Africa, but Sri Lanka scored 139 for 8. Australia 143 for 4. Winning there by 6 wickets. And just to tell you... The first encounter, Australia won that by 20 runs by the Duckworth Lewis system. The second match was tied, and Australia won that in the Super Over. And then the third was won by six wickets, Australia did. And finally, Australia went on to win by some six wickets, which I just called a while ago. And there's one match to go on the 20th. Will Sri Lanka be swept 5-0 in the T20? It looks very much so, but greater things have happened. India women, they are touring New Zealand, and they too are taking a licking, meaning India. New Zealand won it, winning the first by 18 runs, the second by 62 runs, the third by three wickets, the fourth by three wickets, and the fifth comes up on the 22nd. Uh, the fourth comes up on the 22nd 
and the, the fifth on the 24th. So New Zealand is putting on a weapon on the Indian ladies. Just hope that they can pull back one. Just want to go right into Pakistan Super League. The Molten Sultan, they're on top, by, by the, followed by the Lahore Kualandas. And just to make it the West Indies are due to tour the Netherlands for, for a historic ODI series from May the 31st to June the 4th. More details will definitely be, be um, forthcoming as soon as they come to hand. But we just want to announce the fixture that was set for the West Indies tour of the Netherlands come May 31st, June the 4th. And CWI, they are partnering with the ICC to develop global training and education for folks in the Caribbean. We'll tell you more about that tomorrow, of course. And over in, in India, Roy Chama has been named captain of India, or Indian men's cricket team, following Virat Kohli's exit. So he has now been named the captain all former. 34-year-old has been um, a regular since he opened the batting for the test side in October 2019. And Roy, of course, we say congratulations to him. Wish him well. But I know yesterday his he was nervous. His uh, heart was in his hand when Poran and Powell put on a lashing on the Indian attack. But they came out trumps as it were winning that encounter and win the, winning the series. Turning my attention to was one of my favorite uh, parts of the food show is when we talk about the EPL and who is leading, of course, Manchester United are in first position. And in second place are Liverpool. They are some, some how many points away? Oh my goodness, I can't even count. Seven points above Chelsea. But what happens? Chelsea in third place are Say, listen, we have the European Championship and we have the World Club Cup Championship, so Liverpool and Manchester can fight out for the England Premier League Championship. In third place, now in fourth place, West Ham. Fifth place, Manchester United. Arsenal, sixth place. Wolves are seventh. Tottenham, they are eight. Brighton, Southampton, and Leicester, nine, ten, and eleven. Aston Villa, twelfth. Crystal Palace, they are 13. Brentford, 14. Leeds, 15. Everton, 16. And the 17th spot is Newcastle. And in the relegation zone are Norwich, Watford, and Burnley. And come, we come to something that we talked about last week. We talk about the Super Bowl. And of course, uh, by now, most of you have known that the Rams hold their nerves and they claim a late 23-20 win over the Bengals. And, of course, we just have to say congratulations to both Mr. Dennis Heath. He called it. And Audley was so sympathetic with him. He said, let me follow Mr. Heath. And congratulations to you, Mr. Heath, for picking the winner. I think Rams are the deserving championship, and they have dedicated that championship to to the late, the late um, young man there. Okay, I can't remember his name. No, died recently and played for the 
can't remember his name, but dedicated to a famous basketballer. And we just want to say that's the thing for me this morning. Kobe Bryant? Kobe, Kobe Bryant. How come you, if you know that? My, my memory had a plan. So the Rams have dedicated their win to Kobe Bryant. Thank you, dear Mr. Heath. Let me see my notes at all. Memory just leave me seen a moment. So that's my my take, and I just hope that the West Indies, when they come up tomorrow, just continue their impressive form and take back one. And that's it. For me, I will yes. back over to you. Yes, indeed. Well, we want to thank you for that and say congratulations again to the Rams. Say congratulations to India in the White Ball Cricket 2020 um, International there. So those are winners. The Winter Olympics is still on. And um, <clears throat> I'm sure before the month is out, we'll be able to say something about that. This time, then it's going to have something to tell us about what's happening on the home front. On the home front, things are a little on the quiet. So just a reminder to our listeners and those who are involved that the USA Cricket announced their election dates uh, for uh, position, individual director and club directors, and the membership portals also open. So if you are uh, a member, your membership will obviously need to be renewed. The portal's open, and also the opportunity to vote for individual director and club director. So do get in touch with the Cricket USA and or USA Cricket to uh, participate. Thank you, Ivor. That's all I have for you today. Yes, okay. <laughs> we haven't heard from David as yet, but we know the local cricket continues here in South Florida. And I'm sure when you get a chance, you will come on in. But um, Leon, you would have said it right there. It was nerve wrecking for everybody on both sides. I remember at one stage when West Indies had a 13% chance of winning until the table was turned, until they gave them a fair chance of winning. But 29 from the last um, two, three overs, with two set batters in there, we should have brought that home. You know, this is our strongest suit, as they say, in terms of the white ball cricket. And there's something that's going on in that camp. Again, Odin Smith bowling just one over for 10 runs with two wides in that. But he can only bowl one over and was slated to bat at number nine. Leon did not tell us about that, but there's something going. The West Indies cricket board is under the gun where Weeper would have them probably up a gum tree in terms of um, the people are being discriminated against. And I'm going to stand by my belief. Every time that flag captain, we're not seeing our leg spinner in um, Waltz, seem not to have any confidence in him. So now we start to open the bowling with Hussein. Now Hussein seems to be our man for the moment, even batting up the order. Yes, we have chasing the team. Bold got his two wickets. But where is he batting? Down the order. I don't know him to be a finisher. 
there's something that is wrong with that team. I would bet you my dollar if they would have sent in Odin Smith instead of Pollard. Continue from where who um, and left off. No chances would have been better. Pollard even spoke in full toss, even last full toss. That he could have walked to six and maybe even tried to induce a, a over the waist full toss or something. But like he settled. And I've said it before. He's playing against his captain, the Mumbai Indians. And if he can do any better, I think it's good personal reason for him to not to do better, to win against his captain, which is um, the Indian captain. That is his Mumbai captain. I think sometimes you need to recuse yourself. He would have done it to me in the 50 ball competition. No, maybe Liam knows. But no explanation why he did not captain those matches and he was out of the team. But 2020, he's back in the team. If that is his best suit, 2020, say. But I would say, Pollard's best suit is not on the 2020 international scene. He's good enough for 13 from 14, 12 balls. Batting in the tail for Mumbai Indians. And Desmond Haynes and others going to have to do something about that selection because if he's not selected, they can put his name up for captain. So I wonder if... But I, Iva, 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 yes. Iva, yes. but you, yes. you, got, you, you blame him for that, but the point is he, he did some good too when he brought in, when he brought in Chase and Chase came in and get the two big wickets. He got Roy and he got, he got um, Coley. Both of them to so I, I did say that. I said Chase days, got three wickets. I did say that. I said yeah, Chase got yeah, three wickets. Yeah, but he got so it's Chase yeah, who played in the Who introduced them into the top two? Some went well. Yeah. Some did not. We have our yeah. best spinner yeah. there sitting on the bench. So it's well, Chase is no front line spinner for me. If Chase can come in and bowl and using makeshift, and I give you credit for that because it came true. You're showing me that your spinner should be in the team. So something is wrong. So that's what I'm saying. I can't but, give him and take it back. But he, Why he, he when he fought in the same way criticize him for not doing the others that you, you, you spelled out. You should also give him credit for him bringing in chase. He has more against him than what's going for him. No, Why no, no. no, no I don't think so. In the 50 But anyway, why don't, don't you come in tomorrow? Why don't you come in tomorrow when we have more time to discuss No, I can do it here. We're in the sports sport section. We can do that. <laughs> I am saying here, we have listeners here who don't come to the, the thing, the church at, in the evening time. I'm saying, and I come in tomorrow too, because I, I'll be... I'll be Often time, we just have um, the first game, one game. So of course I'll be there. So, but what I'm what I'm saying here, there should be an explanation. Pollard is our white ball captain. He didn't play the fifty overs. He's no need for that overs. at all. No need huh? for an explanation. The captain does what he, he feels he thinks right. Some of it come through and some don't. Not going to no, blame Pollard. Why didn't he play in the 50 overs? Do you know no, why? 
No, I don't know, but uh, he's not he alone make the decision. Do you think? The That's coach has so to be blamed. I, I'm not blaming the, the him. Selection, I question. don't know. But we never well, knew I, that before. No, I don't. We have never known that. that. You should know, you know, Leon. Remember, I'm not okay. saying that. I'm saying these are things that we here should be pondering. We're running a sports show. We named an official vice captain on the tour to India, which is hope. We talk about it. We don't know how they arrived at it, but he was. The absence of the captain Pollard, and yet we had Pohan as the captain with hope in the team. Yes. Something well, we is know, wrong. We will know why that was done. That right, so probably is, is a management decision. Something is wrong. That if me as an administrator name you as my vice captain on the tour, my captain is out. Mm-hmm. You're the two IC, you're second in charge. You're playing in the team for two matches. And I am taking an unnamed vice captain to captain over my vice captain who is playing in the team. Something is wrong. Can't we see that? And we must talk about it. We don't know what it is. We don't know what it is, but they made a decision. That's so made a decision. And that's all that we have to say. They made a decision. And let me just dig into it. Yes. And we don't just have the Patel show. Um, What's that? What's that? What do you say? I didn't hear that. No, I said tomorrow we will we'll have a chance, and I hope we get a, a fair chance to talk. I think you um, say something like Patel, something Patel. I said the Patel show. I said that. Oh, that, okay. But anyway, that, let's move on. Um, mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm. why my host oh. connection is keep disconnecting and not getting me back in. I don't know. Yeah, but I anyway, don't know either. I, I was wondering why I'm that on is. The phone. But, uh, I just want to inform you that no show is Patel's show. No, no, no. Leon, your show, everyone gets a leave, chance. Leave that alone. I, I, I can formulate my own opinion. So let's go on the Saturday morning entertainment show. And um, like we said, we're not hearing from, from David. We're not hearing... Hearing... Um, I guess much is would have gone. I sure she would have wanted to say congratulations to... The Rams, too, but the NFL would have come and gone. So let me just say this. Mr. Heat, your call is right, except that they didn't walk away with their tail locked between their legs. Um, it was a good show. Um, it was a good um, Super Bowl um, thing. A come from behind win is always, you know, nerve-wracking. But I think those guys fell apart in the end when they allowed those... Um, Penalties on the game, then what? Three different um, first and goal, first and goal, and left with very little time. And on the very last play, when they couldn't even keep it alive to get in field goal range, I think destiny would have um, taken place. I personally believe so. So, that's where we are in terms of that, folks. Then, um, like I said, um, I've shut down and come back on here a couple of times well. And I don't know what, it, what's going on, but you are off, and I don't yeah, know why you, you're being dropped. Your internet must be the internet must be fluctuating. No, well, I checked all that. My internet is up and running. But like I said, I've, when I was trying to play the intro for you and this and that, you just decided you wasn't going to play, and now again it's mm-hmm. having me all. All stuck here. Well, 2025, folks. Um, Colonel, come on in and um, greet your 
special fan. And then we'll we'll have the birthday anniversary and events that would have taken place on this date. So come on in and don't forget folks, click and stay. Ten forty five we're gonna have Debbie and Dawn. Yeah, of course. Uh, let me say good morning to all the fans, friends, and supporters of the Saturday morning entertainment show with special emphasis on the special fans, the ones who call us, let us know how well we're doing or well we're not doing. I'm talking about the people up in New York, Matris, Ina, Donna, Sharon, and Lady Bob. Good morning to you. I, I, I assume that it's still cold and shivery, but like I tell you this morning, we got nice warm weather here, and we got sunshine on the entertainment show. I'm going to move on over to St. Martin, where I'm going to say good morning to Irma. And the people in St. Martin around, right around now, would have been eyeing carnival, jealously eyeing carnival, but I'm not sure it's, it's going to happen. But if you can celebrate your carnival and party like you used to, you know, you join us on the Saturday morning entertainment show. That's that what you do. Good morning, Arma. Good morning, Carlos. To all the time over there in St. Martin. Let me move over to St. Kitts, where I'm going to talk to Lynette. Good morning, Lynette. Lynette having, still having that kind of activity in St. Kitts. I thought Lynette came out here last week and tell us things in St. Kitts are quieting down. And now she's going to greet me with information that they're fighting and they're having halabaloos and all this kind of thing. Okay, anyway, when she comes in this morning, she's going to have to clear that up. Good morning, Lynette. Good morning. I'm going to go over to me this one. I'm going to say good morning to Mr. Renford Joe and his staff at 2020 Vision Radio. And particularly Lady Carmen, Lady C. Griffin. Good morning to you. I'm going to go across to the UK, where I'm going to say good morning to Omel. And I'm sure Omel was listening to Leon comments this morning and showing um, Chelsea's prowess. And I know Omel is going to have something to say about that. Good morning, Omel. Tell Leon what you think about Chelsea and how Liverpool is better. Um, I'm going to step across the channel where I'm going to say good morning to the people in Fort Lauderdale, particular to Elimat, King Elimat, that is, hoping that the brother is doing all right with all of his challenges. We're with you. Give us a buzz and let us know how you're doing. I'm going to say good morning to Marva Jones and my favorite celebrity, Tiffany, a little brother, Malik, and little sister, Tanaya. Good morning to you. I'm going to go on down to Southwest Miami, where I'm going to say good morning to Jerome Cutner Richardson. I still haven't heard from Cutner yet. Anyway, I, I got some news for Cutner, man. But I know what his news is going to be. Good morning, Cutner. Give us a buzz, man. I've been telling you that. I'm going to go on up to Georgia, where I'm going to say good morning to Monique, Barbara, and Yvette, listening to us over there. Hoping that they're having a great time. They may be, they may be getting some warm-up in Georgia by now. It doesn't stay cold for that long, or uh, that cold for that long, unlike the people up in New York. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And finally, I'm going to say good morning to my dear sister, Yvonne. 
wherever she is. Now, she, she's sending me information, boasting about me. Oh, this is my fifth grandchild. You know? I don't... Anyway, wherever she is, I know she's grinning and smiling about it. Good morning, Ivan. Good morning to all fans, friends, supporters of the Saturday morning entertainment show. We've always got it here. That is, we've got sunshine. Join us. Have a great time because Ivan's got a great show for you. Back to you, Ivan. Ivan, you in? Leon. Dennis. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I muted myself there. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying this. Go ahead and go straight into the birthday and anniversary hour and um, events that will okay. take place on this date. Okay. Let's see. Today is nineteenth. Um, it's the nineteenth of February. Yes, it is. It's the nineteenth of February, and we've got what the 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 fiftieth day of man. It's, it's not as if I don't even want to say it. But it's gone already. Now, here are the notes, anniversaries, birthdays, and historical notes to compliment of Mr. Audley Watson. From the West Indies, we have the twin sisters, Kaisha and Kishona Knight, out of Barbados. From Australia, we have Norman O'Neill and Charlie Walker, Steve Randall, an umpire. From England, we have Jack White, Lucy Pearson. From Sri Lanka, Rowan Kalpage. From Pakistan, Azar Ali. From South Africa, John Cummings. Willem Mulder. From New Zealand, we have Warren Winiski. Peggy Taylor. From India, we have Rishi Dawan. Prasit Krishna. From the USA, we have Fahad Baba. From Oman, we have Nestor Damba. From Denmark, Martin Anderson. Reggae artist Horace Andy, his birthday is today. Singer-songwriter Smokey Robinson, he's 82. Actor Jeff Daniels, he's 65. Singer Seal, Christopher Rose, he's 59. Actress Bellamy Young, who's 52. Actor Lee Marvin, who's born in 1924. Today is his birthday. Roger Goodell, the American NFL commissioner. He's 63. Hannah Manlikova, tennis player. In 356 BC, Emperor Constantine II shuts all heathen temples. In 1807, U.S. Vice President Aaron Burr was arrested in Alabama for treason. He was later acquitted. In 1878, Thomas Edison was granted a patent for his gramophone. From 1910, Typhoid Mary, Mary Malone was freed from her first period of forced isolation and goes on to cause several further outbreaks of typhoid fever in the New York area. I wonder how true that is. I don't just blaming a woman for something that she knows nothing about. 1914, four-year-old Charlotte May Pierstoff was mailed. Can you imagine they were mailing people, mailing children, <laughs> was mailed 
by train from Idaho to her grandparents' house 73 miles away because it was cheaper to mail her than putting her on the train. <laughs> In 1919, the Pan-African Congress was organized by W.E.B. Dubois in Paris, France. In 1942, Franklin D. Roosevelt orders detention and internment of all West Coast Japanese Americans, the internment camps of 1942. In 1945, 980 Japanese soldiers were reportedly killed by a crocodile in two days. On Ramuri Island, that's a lot of crocodiles for food, and a lot of food for, for, for people food for crocodiles. Two days on, on Ramuri Island in Burma, which is now Myanmar. In 1945, the U.S. Fifth Fleet launches in, in, its invasion of Iwo Jima, Iwo Jima against the Japanese with 30,000 U.S. Marines. In 1963. The Soviet Union informs the U.S. President John F. Kennedy that it is, it is withdrawing several thousand troops from Cuba. In 1972, here's a little cricket history, Glenn Turner carries his bat for a whopping 223 narrow versus West Indies at Sabina Park in Kingston, Jamaica on this day. In 1977, the Space Shuttle Enterprise makes its first test flight atop a 747 jetliner. In 1987, U.S. President Ronald Reagan lifts its trade boycott against Poland. In 1998, the U.S. hockey team destroys their rooms at the Olympic Village in Japan. In 2006, the 55th NBA all-Star Game at the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. The East beats the West, 122 to 120. The MVP of that game, Mr. LeBron James. In 2019, on this date, Bernie Sanders announces that he's running for the presidency of the United States for a second time. There you go, gentlemen, your ladies and gentlemen, your historical notes birthdays, and an, an anniversary. Back to you, Ivor. Come on in. Let's see if you have a birthday. You know, on, on this show, we celebrate for all of the month. So thank you for that, Cardinal. Of course. Yes. My birthday. Morning, Donna. Good morning, good morning. How are you doing? Cardinal Dennis and Leon and Ivan. Morning. So I have just one birthday for this week. The 22nd, my nephew Tyrell Morton, he will be celebrating on Tuesday, the 22nd. And Tiffany next week, Monday, the 28th, she'll be celebrating my niece, Tiffany Brown, down there in Florida. And Tyrell, he's here in New York. Okay. And he just well. had a baby. Yes, he just had a baby. Baby is about a month old now. Yes. But the baby came just in time to tell him happy birthday. That's good. Yes. <laughs> of course. 
that's, that's the way to go. That's good family planning right there. Yeah. Lena, I know you have an anniversary. You have a, a birthday. You have, what do you have for us? Sure. Just like last week, I know I've into okay, so Dennis, you come on through. Let's hear you say for the girls and for the boys. Big zoning happy birthday, even to Mr. Valentine, if you want to. Well, yes, I ha- I have to leave it with happy birthday to Mr. Valentine because that's all I have for today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, very well, very well. And again, I know you're still gloating over there. Um, in terms of um, economics for the Super Bowl, any any word, any any anything that we can say? Well, the the um, the city, the county would have made X Y Z, and they're celebrating big time in these hard economic times. Anything to report on that? No, no other than the the usual hype that uh, comes with uh, occasions of this t- type. You know, that it was successful. We had a lot of visitors, lots of uh, champagne flow, lots of uh, the green stuff, green backs being uh, thrown around. And, uh, of course, that halftime show was is still being talked about because it was unusual in that I think most of, if not all of the performers, had some connection to the uh, Los Angeles downtown area where... The stadium is located, and uh, these artists all had some connection there. So that was a splendid halftime show that lots of people enjoyed very much. That's it. Yes, that, that's it. that's the very first time they would have had um, rappers um, and. Um... Oh, what's that? We have something coming back there. We have two phones open there. Okay, let me move Leon out. So Leon, you have two phones open. So I have to take off one. Are you into the computer or something? So I just took you out of the... Um, if you wanted to say something, move, move away from the computer and I'll bring you back. Okay, that's better now. Go ahead, Leon. No, I don't have anything to say now. Did I have anything close to the computer? But um, I had another yeah, well, phone on. No, the, the, but nevertheless, the, nevertheless, I was just going to follow up on what um, Dennis saying about black athletes performing at the halftime show. It was so yes. <laughs> gratifying to see our brothers uh, performing. And, you know, though <laughs> I am not a fan of the rap music, I thought perhaps that was... Quite, quite appropriate, and of course, the fans were really, really thrilled with the performers. And I uh, believe in, in time to come, they can rap music is the first time rap and hip hop came together, mm-hmm. and exactly. I think that's what made it, mm-hmm. made it, made it, made it, uh, you know, splendid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, but you know, you know, one interesting thing, Ivor, about the the show really is the large brouhaha being uh, cooked up about uh, the artist Eminem taking a knee. Now, can you at the end. perhaps, uh, well, mm-hmm. can you perhaps suggest any reason why a, an artist deciding to take the knee should create such a firestorm in the media and in the outlets and 
in politics? Isn't that well, what we know where that all now? came about. That was in support of um, Kaepernick at the same time. And um, taking the name for the right reasons, I, I, I think that is what these guys are, uh, are advocating. You can take a name for the right reasons. He didn't take a name oh, uh, to surrender. I, I, I don't disagree with the idea. I'm just wondering... Why such a firestorm was raised over the, the you know, over this matter? I understand exactly what it's done, why it was done, and who did it. And well, of course, the I would. This is my best guess. I sure those who are making noise are in support of Donald Trump, who have gone on to tell embolden these owners of the NFL to fire these people who don't stand and label them as unpatriotic and all the stuff. I believe most of that will be coming from that to say they're supporting the, the, the former president saying a person who does not take, who doesn't stand when the anthem is being played or unpatriotic, even though the anthem was being played there, I think maybe that's where that's coming from, but it shouldn't be no hoobla hoobla. So, folks, we're just two minutes away from hearing from these two lovely ladies, Dawn and Debbie. So, Dennis. Get your wording yes. right because we're still in the Valentine week, so we have to really introduce these ladies, you know, on the red carpet with flowers and the whole nine yards. So we need a good drum roll to, to, to I, get them in. I, I, am in I am in total agreement with you, um, Ivor, because Dawn Curtin and Debbie Simon Campbell, these are two very special ladies. Assisted mm-hmm. by a team of helpers, they have seen that there is a situation requiring a helping hand. This team, the Antigua and Barbuda Care, have been working very hard without thought of self, giving up their time and much effort to try and assist those who are in need. So please, this is a good opportunity to our listeners to help Debbie and Dawn make a contribution. If goods, food, material, clothes, monetary contributions also welcome. So remember these two hard-working ladies and her team. Debbie and Dawn, or at least I know uh, Debbie is in. Come on in, please, Debbie. You have the floor. Morning. Good Good. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Um, Before I even start, I wanted to say a very, 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 very happy birthday, happiest of birthday to Dawn Cochran, who is Mm. celebrating her milestone birthday today. Um, um, May God bless her with tons more, with tons, tons more, and with great happiness and with great joy and with much expectation. So I just wanted to start it out by saying happy birthday to Dawn. Thank you for the Cricket Show for inviting us each and every Saturday to come on. Um, just wanted to give a big shout-out to all of our committee members, Travis Brown, Abina St. Louis, um, Sarah Gay, he does the soup kitchen down, um, down in the bottom of um, the city, Claudina D'Souza from Barbuda, Earl, Fra- Earl Francis, Farai Blaze from the Blaze Talk um, radio show, Mr. Harris, 
Mr. William Harris, Nigel Catering um, from Nigel Joseph. He caters um, at the Anchorage Inn. Pastor Wendell Peace from the House of Refuge in the Great Farm Green Bay area. Denita Joseph, she operates the Smile Foundation. Um, Tracy Henry and Veronica Anthony. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, give a shout out to our members and thank everyone who listens in every Saturday. Um, the prelude um, was already set. We accept everything that you're willing to donate, from babies to seniors, from food to clothing to building building equipment, building. Um, materials, we accepted monetary donations. So I just wanted to thank everybody for listening each and every Saturday. Um, we're rolling out all, all of our activities for the year. By next week, we're having a committee meeting tomorrow to solidify some of our plans for the rest of the year. So we'll be able to bring you a little bit more information. Thank you to the ECCR group, um, which is the nonprofit entity of what we are doing and what they do is that they help us to go out and seek donations and um, that part of the entity, they help small business to rebuild, to rebrand, and to become more successful. So if you need any information, please contact me at um, Debbie Campbell, NYC, at AOL.com. That is D-E-B. B-U-I-C-A-M-P-G-E-L-L-N-Y-C at AOL.com or at 845-820-6598, I'm at um, WhatsApp, and I'm on Facebook um, on the Debbie Simon. So you can find me there. You can message me. You can email me, whatever you feel comfortable in terms of modes of communication or connection, you can reach me at either one of those things. So, you know, just wanted to say another um, big, 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 big happy birthday to Dawn. And I hope she has an awesome, amazing, magnificent day. Thank you. Yes, indeed. She's here to, to say a big thank you. But Yes, I'm here. Good morning. Yes, indeed. Well, Are you guys hearing me? We want, no. We're hearing you loud and clear. We want you to hang tight a little bit there. Okay, no problem. Thank you, Debbie. You're welcome. Happy, happy birthday. This is your birthday song. Celebration all night long. from all of us thank you guys thank you guys so very much i feel very blessed this morning to have reached the age of six zero sixty 
I am feeling absolutely fabulous, and I thank Debbie for giving me a shout-out as well as you all. Uh, what I would like to say is that it would give me great pleasure if anyone is interested in donating to our charity group, Antigas and Barbadians Care, on behalf of me for my birthday, that would be much appreciated. We're definitely in need of the help, and, of course, Debbie definitely uh, gave all the information as far as how you can help. Also, I spent a lot of time this morning sending the blog talk radio out to people, so that's what I've been doing is letting them know to come on and listen to all of you out there in Radio Land that are listening. I do appreciate you all the way from Antigua, uh, Canada, all the way throughout the United States where I have people and family and friends. I would thank you guys for coming on and listening, as we said, as you did last week. And I know that Mr. Harris is also listening in and a lot of different people. And so, therefore, I just want to tell you guys, if you all are interested in donating on my behalf of my birthday, please do so by calling Debbie, and she will be happy to um, take the donation from you. Whatever it is, we appreciate it. So with that being said, if you're interested in calling me, you can reach me at 785-554-5628, or you can email me at Curtin, K-I-R-T-O-N, 697 at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook on the Dawn Curtain as well. So there is every reason for you to donate today, whether it's $5, $10, $15, $20. Also, if you want to just go ahead and donate directly to Antigua, to Pastor Pete and Shanita Joseph, you can also let us know, and we have the route that we have plotted out so that you guys can do that as well. But I do appreciate the time today. And I appreciate the birthday shout-out. And also, I look forward to working with Debbie and bringing out the plan that we're going to have for November 1st. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be excellent. And so we want to keep up the work. We're not going to give up, just so you guys know. This charity is very serious, and we put everything into the charity as well. So thank you, guys. If anybody has a question, I'm going to just... um, let them go ahead and talk if they want to call in and say anything, or if you guys have any questions for us, I will be happy to answer you, and also Debbie. Yes, I just wanted to add, I just wanted to add um, also, um, we support three charities. We support the Smile Foundation um, with Shanitia Joseph. We support the Food Pantry with Pastor Wendell Pete, and we support the Soup Kitchen that shares a hot meal each um, and every day um, on the surrogate down um, down in the heart, just across, um, I think, from the market area. So if anyone would like to donate, because some people have, um, you know, preference to um, charities that do they, they donate to and who they, do they, they, who they also donate to. So if any one of those uh, um, touches your heart, Please make a donation. Um, you know, once again, we are doing our red carpet rollout next week that we can talk a little bit more about what we are planning for um, November and hope that, and if anyone that has an expertise, maybe you can't donate money, but you can, you know, where we can get donations from, etc. please reach out to us. It's not just about money or, uh, you know, it's about knowledge and it's about sharing sharing of your expertise, and we welcome that from you also. So thank you. Okay. Debbie, how do you spell your name? 
D-E-B-B-Y. Um, last name is Campbell, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. Um, that's my name, yes. Are you on Zell? Excuse me? Do you have Zell? Yes, I do. Um, no, no, no. Let me see if I have Zell on my phone. Oh boy! I think, I think, yes, I, I do. Because yes, I do. Yes, I do. I have, I have self. Yeah, I can see your name um, pop up here. Yes, yes, I have. You know, it, it's like um, I always have to remember what I have and stuff like that, and which phone I'm using. So yes, I do. Okay. Yes, Ivor. I want to All say right. something before Don goes. <laughs> Go ahead and check yourself. Don, I just want to say on behalf of the Cryptic Show, we want to. Thank you for your coming on each and every Saturday morning. And I was glad when Travis, a regular of the show, well, of the cricket show, he played a very important part in helping me build this organization. And I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to talk with you and you brought on Debbie. But today is your day. We just want to say, I wish you a happy, happy birthday. And may you continue to be healthy. May God give you the opportunity to live many, many more years of joy, happiness, and good health. And we appreciate hearing from you each and every Saturday morning. I hope that you just continue to prosper and the people in Antigua will benefit from the work that you two are doing. God bless you, and we are grateful for your presence with us each and every Saturday morning, and sometimes on Sunday. Now continue the good work. It would not go unnoticed. Thank you guys very much, and I received a birthday blessing from my best friend in Antigua, all the way from there to Amazon Prime, and I do appreciate her. I know she's listening right now. Her name is Ernestine Sylvester, and I know that I sent um, a request to Sly J, my cousin, so hopefully he's listening on this radio station as well. So just know I've been putting it out there today because all I want is someone that is interested in donating to us through Debbie, and that's what I want for my birthday. So thank you guys very much for the shout-out, and thanks to Debbie for allowing me to be a part of, of the good work from the beginning. And I do, God bless all of you as well, and that is what I want again for my birthday, just a blessing from God for long life and health, and also any donation, send it to Debbie, please. Thank you, guys. Our good work, our good work, our good work. Yes, it's our good work. Yes, our good work. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Right. All right, Debbie, go ahead and check your check your check your cell, Debbie. Okay, not a problem. All right, guys. We'll be on again next week. Bye bye. Okay, bye. Ivor, I had said up front that these are very special ladies, and here we are hearing directly how selfless it is by dawn to direct and have our birthday gifts directed to those in need. So, so our listeners be sure and make our birthday extra special by your contribution. Thank you, Ivor, and back to you. All right, slip and slide. Folks, those folks are looking out for the less fortunate, and we have to give it up to them because, like I said, can't expect the government to do everything. Because what the government is doing, they're taking your taxpayers' money, giving it to the less fortunate, but they're getting the credit for it. I think this is the better way. 
that the individuals who would go on out and take contributions from folks and uh, try to make life a little easier for others. So that's a great humanitarian effort, if I can say so myself. Yes, folks, well, we're just minutes away from the top of the hour. Cardinal did stay here waiting for Lynette to come in to tell us what's happening over there on St. Kitts and Nevis. Very interesting. But um, it's, it's all right to, to have a topic in the meantime to bring up something. I would have lost everything here on my screen. I'm just using the phone, guys. So when it's everything on the screen, I can maneuver. But in terms of songs and stuff, that's not coming from there. So I mm. have to get around whatever is happening there. I have no idea. I wanted to play this song. This is the other version. It's candle. But I prefer our very own Pure Thorn. So bring the fire in I 
Okay, folks. Hearing you, Ivor. We're hearing you. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're still waiting for Lynette, as Cardinal okay. would have asked uh, a question off air. So. Well, you know why? Why do we wait? Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead, Dennis. I know you have something. While, while, to... while we're waiting, while we're waiting for Lynette, you know. Um, Cardinal gave us that very rousing reminder of the contribution of those historic three black women or three black ladies uh, to the space program, showing us that, yes, we do have um, within our own ranks and group people who are quite capable, except that for the longest of while they've not been given the, um, you know, the, the recognition. You know, it's Black History Month, and very recently, a couple of days ago, I came across an item which said a Florida judge has dismissed a lawsuit brought by Zimmerman. Every one of us will no doubt remember Zimmerman, the one who actually shot and killed Trayvon Martin. He actually had the audacity to be suing the parents of Trayvon Martin for whatever reason. The judge said he's abused civil process, conspiracy, defamation. At least that's what Zimmerman is charging them with based on a book written by the parents in 2019 in which Trayvon Martin's parents described Zimmerman and his actions in a less than flattering words. Maybe they use murder and maybe they use racism or racist. And of course, can you imagine anything more outrageous than the killer of your child having the audacity to take you to court for telling people that he killed their child? You know, this is Black History Month. Of course. And of course, the the, the other item, um, Ivor, which is much, much, much in the news, the two high school teams fighting, one black, one white. Yes. The police arrived. One teen was gently placed on a couch to sit and cool off. The second teen was thrown to the ground, knees on the back by two officers, handcuffs. Yes. Yep. There's no price for guessing which teen was treated to the couch, and it was not the black one. Yes, the Black History Month continues. Welcome to Black History Month. Yep, and even the white was was astonished to know that he's sitting down over here and knees on the back of a, of, of another teenager. <clears throat> that was my understanding. Cardinal say it never ends, so I guess he's right in that regard. There's no equal right to justice. Um, America said they want to look after Ukraine over here. They're not even looking after their own over here. When they're black, they really stay back. Well, who, well, who says that? Who says that they consider America considers us its own? That's what the Constitution said. That's what the Constitution says. But let me tell you what James Baldwin says. When a person show you 
who they are, believe them, not what they tell you. And he said again, look, I hear what you say, but I don't believe you because I see what you do. You understand? I don't care what any constitution says. The constitution has never been and will never be the avenue through which black people should seek their, liber- their liberation. You understand? The offensive, the constitution became part of the offensive against black people. So I can't see how we could look at an instrument that is part of an offensive against us to be our salvation. That does not make any sense. You know, you look around and there is no, the emphasis on 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 trading and and, and 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 remember i read you you know the quotes from frederick douglas just a, uh, a week ago he said look leave us alone now we need to understand where frederick douglas was coming from mentally psychologically intellectually and everything else frederick douglas was saying we are capable of administering our own affairs. It does not make sense that, that a, a, a social culture that thrives on human degradation with particular emphasis on the dehumanization of black people should be the, the, um, the focus of black people's aspiration to become a free people. It cannot be. So while we are here trying to um, claim to want a better quality of life, we are seeking to assert that claim through a system that does not recognize our humanhood or does not recognize or give effect to the concept of humanity. So how, how, how is that going to help us? You know, it, it, it cannot. The offensive has been put in place since the 15th century. In this last, I should say, in this last era. It has put in place since the 15th century. It's still in place. Every incident, including the murder of, of, of Trevor Martin, is part of that offensive. The murder of George Floyd is part of that offensive. Uh, Castile, Eric Garner, Sandra Bland, the 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 the, um, the firing and the the the, the white balling of Colin Kaepernick. You know, all of those different things are part of the same offensive from the 1619 project to the, the offensive against the idea of, of um, looking at how race plays a part, plays a role in the, the development of the social system, all of that is part of the offensive. It's not going anywhere. It has not gone anywhere. The Constitution, in what it calls 
the amendment that was supposed to end slavery, it, it incorporated slavery into its body. So we got the right to enslave you in voluntary servitude if we convict you in our courts. So the, 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 the enslavement of our people was transferred from the plantations to the courtroom. That's why you look around and you see every day a black man is being released from prison after 38 years, 40 years, 20-something years for a crime that he didn't commit. The Constitution approves of that. So I don't see, it does not, it really does not make any sense to me that we're going to rely on the systems and institutions of a socioculture which has been developed to facilitate our dehumanization. We ain't get the message yet. And the message has been being sent now for a period spanning the last 600 years. If we didn't get that message in 600 years, when are we going to get it again? It, 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 it ain't happening, man. It ain't happening. So whatever you expect, understand? When they dismantled the, 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 the KKK, the force of violence against black people was consolidated in law enforcement. How long is it going to take us to realize that? Now we're here talking about police reform. What is that going to do for us? Nothing. We're going to see the modification of a couple of, in, of, of, a couple of social instruments to make them more sophisticated in their appearance. But the objective is always going to be the same. These people enjoy the violence because the social construct was created out of violence and it was a violence created, directed against our people under the theme of the superiority of the white race and its right to supreme authority. How are we going to change that? Because you don't got the power to change a person's mindset. We have tried everything. We have tried to show we are not, we are not a danger to you. We just want to actualize ourselves. That hasn't worked. What else will? Because you, you don't have the power to transform people's psyche. So unless there are black people who have some secret about how they can transform the psychological character of white people and now not telling us about it, this hope for an amicable relationship which would allow us a peaceful and quiet enjoyment of a social environment is a pipe dream a fantasy, an illusion. And we're going to see, continue to see all the catastrophe that we have been seeing for the entire period of black people's sojourn within the confines of the white superiority socioculture. In Ireland, no better. Okay.
today and even here in America is joke they're making one white one black teenagers one on the couch one on the ground not only on the ground but with officers with extra weight on them mace guns handcuffs but everybody adding some weight on a, on a youngster on the ground on the hard floor and you're telling me that with so many videos, cameras around, these guys leave the precinct and go to do what? Execute what they left the precinct to do. Put another black man down, even if he's not dead, but at least go to face in the ground or something, and I don't know. But then I have a question for you, and I think it's a follow-up from last week, but I'm going to turn it mm-hmm. this way. You're a cop. You're in England. You're on duty. Fully dressed in uniform. Well, let's say you're patrolling two, three, four, you know, whatever. And you have cause to speak to an authority, some authoritative figure. And if I can say, maybe he's a politician, let's put it this way. But he becomes combative. And in so doing, you as the officer with arrest powers, what should you do? Well, in that case, if I if I understand the story, and I don't mean what's taking place, but the, the I, you know what you're putting forward to me is that an officer, in the course of his duty, speaking to someone of quote uh, high political office who would then turn and strike the officer well i don't think he should be treated any differently to you know joe brown or mary jane striking the officer in a situation like that it is an assault if you're you know simple i'm assuming that uh, the, the the assault the officer did not provoke an assault by way of you know, maybe striking at the individual. But if there was no provocation in that regard, then it is an assault. And therefore, is whether you're a high political office or not, you are certainly not above the law. And you have no right, legal or otherwise, to lay your hands on, on someone who is an administrator of the law or even someone who is not an administrator of the law. Basically, you've overstepped your authority and your bounds. So that's my Follow-up uh, question. response. Mm-hmm. Follow-up question. And um, apart from striking that officer, he will turn to 
one of the other officers in duty get up into their face where the officer now would tell that same individual, you're in my space, protocols are still in place where you should be six feet apart, and you're up in my face and using the word please to get out of my space. He was not arrested, the individual, but should be heard on video calling for some seniority advice or instructions as to what to do at the scene. As a matter of fact, asking for them to uh, probably get on the scene. Now, what do you think those officers, having not arrested the person, and I'm putting you in the place now, would you say that they would have neglected their duty or they would have... Um, they need retraining, or they just. What, what do you think in a case like that? Clearly, you I, said I, they have always forward. They didn't do anything, but they're one assaulted, one was battered. They're asking for supervisors' instruction, but these are officers, trained officers. So I'm going to begin with them. Do you think that disciplinary action should be taken against these folks? Against the officers who did neglected oh, to carry out their duty, but carry the duty. Yeah, I'm just doing that. Yes. I mean, we don't know all the other circumstances, but let's say, given what we said there, would have happened to every day. Joe Blow, Minister, you have said it. No one is above the law. They did not carry well, out their duty. Yeah, they did they not. And I suspect, it, really. I, I suspect strongly that they did not carry out the duty simply because they were, uh, what's the term, they used cowed or they were uh, so browbeaten uh, by their higher-ups or by the situations that they've been uh, working in to see these high officials of politics as being somewhat above themselves as you know one who's supposed to be um, participating in the law full duties that they've been trained so i think it's a matter of these officers being cowed browbeaten and being led to believe that their superiors would put their career in jeopardy if they were to act accordingly. And that is uh, shameful because Joe Blow would not have been given the same amount of deference. So clearly an investigation is called for in this situation. And when the facts are out and the video clips of seen, it is quite clear that the perpetrator of the assault should be held accountable and the officers who did not act should be reprimanded for failing their duties. And of course, their superiors who did not instill in these officers the fact that no one is above the law also deserve to be smacked on the wrist or perhaps somewhere else, for the type of training they have given to their employees who are supposed to be administering the law at that level. 
that back okay. to you, Ivan. Right. I'd say devil's advocate and Leonard is with us, so I'm sure she'll pick it up on Cardinal. We have another 10 minutes or so, folks. We can Hello, good there. morning. Uh, yes, good morning, good morning. And how morning, are you? Good morning, Ivan. Dennis, Leon, Cardinal, I heard Donna, Murchie's morning. Everybody, good morning. Well, it's afternoon. Hello. It's afternoon for me. <laughs> Yeah, you're ahead of yeah, us, good. but we soon catch up with you. March 13th, we'll be together. You oh. will be in front of us. We'll always be in Next front weeks or so. of mm-hmm. Dennis, but you're not going to have that bragging right to be in front of us much longer. I can tell you that. <laughs> 50 days have gone in the year already. So come well, um, 13, I see I see you're we'll... touching our hot topic in Zinkis. Yes, well, by all means, jump in. Um <laughs> Let me let me let me continue with you. If you since you, you would have heard, Dennis, a true scholar. I think I'm agreeing with all of his um assessment there so far. Yeah, but what, what I want to say, I'll, I'll, Dennis I'll is correct. Though, I'll add one thing. Uh-huh. Hold on, I'll add one thing. When it comes to disciplining the um the officers, I'm gonna say no. If they were instructed or directed by the superior when they got in touch with them not to act, I think I'll give them a reprieve. I, 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 exactly. If that was the case, and then I will go exactly. after the supervisor. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with you. So that's because why with... because these are three rookies, and they were they're new people. They look like they they just passed out or something. They're new. I would give them a little break because she did the right thing to call her superior. And I don't understand how come you send three rookies out at night to a bar where people are drunk and unruly. Where is where is the sergeant? Where is the corporal? Well, where is somebody? I mean, you well, know, because again, because there might like have been that. some because they knew that the, the the perpetrator would have had some affiliation with the spot. So again, maybe they're taking away some of the senior guys and and putting these rookies. But let me tell you something: you're sharpest when you just finish training school. When it comes to lie, I mean, I don't know. Maybe like Kano would have said, to say no. It you're sharp with you're sharp with the regular you regular citizens. Right. Okay. Well, maybe that. Well, give us a little bit something because we we started something last week where we said the commissioner of police said he would have forwarded his investigation to the DPP. I said these are small charges. Act. There was no wounding with intent, no murder, no attempted murder, no nothing. Chapter seventy-five, I believe still stand and putting back on my police hat where a police have always powers for as yeah. simple as refusing to give your name and address your name exactly as simple as that like we used to back in the day you simple as that a person to, hold on a person crossing an indecent language is not an arrestable offense but what we will even be a nuisance to the public no hold on no no I'm telling you from the law and I know it hasn't changed because not a word has changed in order to lock up that person there, whether you're going to fabricate it or not, you're going to put the charge. They refuse to give you their name and address. But you can't say you arrest them for indecent language. Because that is not arrestable. But in order to lock him up, that's what you put on the charge. He refused to give you his name and address. And you get him down there. So if you have that much for an indecent language written in the book, you didn't give me your name, you didn't give me address, you arrest. How is it that you as an officer cannot arrest any individual for laying their hands on you? 
You don't have can to I, identify yourself. Like, You're in uniform. So I am mm-hmm. saying here, no, yes, rookie or not, I am not going to share that part. I'm standing with Dennis with this one. They ought to have known better. That's when you're sharpest. You want to make a name for yourself? You want to let down the gospel right now? Okay, but well, you still have to give right? them credit because, because even though they were intimidated by the individual, what she did was right to call her supervisor. No, I don't have a problem with that calling in, but it's then the supervisor now should have, should have told them on, how to act. The guy that we're speaking about just barely escaped being a midget. He's what? Okay, let's move on. So we move on down to the DPP. I said, Cardinal Cousin, Mr. Um, Brandy. Brandy. They're, yeah, they're from the same village, so they have to be cousins now, you know, that they're family. So, I don't know. All these cars keep getting dropped. Um, you're still there. I'm still there. Um, Cardinal gone. Okay, Leonard just come back. Cardinal just come back. So, these cars keep dropping. Like I said, I would have lost a whole lot of stuff here and here, but I'm on the, I'm on the phone speaking anyway. So, I'm saying... I do not believe that that was something to be sent to the DPP unless you're charging. So we said that last week. And, big, and right. even the loneliest person being called in the radio station and saying that last week as well. Okay, well, tell us where we are now. What did what the DPP Okay, where we are now is that yes. um, on Thursday there was a demonstration against uh, in solidarity with the police and other things. And when they were about to which is square, they, somebody got an a email saying that the DDP put out a press release saying just what we said last week, that the commissioner of police has the powers to carry out this case, to lay charges and arrests and do whatever he's supposed to do. That's what the DDP said. He said it does not rest with him. It rests with the commissioner of police. So he sent it back, in essence, to the commissioner of police. <laughs> and since then, the commissioner of police sort of... Since then, well, he, he didn't put out a release, but apparently he spoke to uh, uh, a news reporter so, saying that, um, no, it's not him, is it DDP? So everybody is just tossing this thing up like when you take hot potato out of a pot and you're, you're burning up your hand. <laughs> Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Nobody seems to be able to hold it. <laughs> I think in this small charges act here, they have um, what, maybe a six months before this thing loose yeah. steam expire. I wonder if they're trying to run out the clock to say. Well, that's the what they're doing. Later. Well, they're kicking the can down the road. Let's hear Colonel Dennis has been dropped again. A whole lot of cars have been dropped and coming back. Okay, Colonel, you're, you're back. Okay, Dennis is back too. Um, kind of okay. Okay. Because like I said, I agree with Dennis 100%. I think Leon trying to get in. Yeah, I just oh, wanted to... Uh, can can you hear me, Ivor? Yes. Ivor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to... I want to say good morning to... I want to say good morning to Lynette before you come in there, Mr. Dennis. Morning, Leon. How are you? Yes, I am awesome. I'm awesome. And how is your wife? Technical. Well, she is good as... 
as good as we expect. Okay, and wonderful. Thanks for asking. Thanks for asking. Yes, indeed. So go ahead. Gentlemen. Yes, I, I just I just wanted to add one more point here, um, as Ivor might well be able to accept that although the assault has taken place, it is quite possible that uh, an arrest and uh, prosecution can follow at a later date. So it didn't necessarily mean that by not acting directly then, because there's evidence. When evidence is taken, there'll be um, persons who have witnessed this, and there's a video recording. So later on, one can always go back and bring a charge of assault against this. Yeah, what he was saying, what he was saying is that it might, he thinks it has a six-month duration. After six months, you can't charge a person. That's well, what I was hearing on, um, on the radio, too, this months? week. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Cardinal, yeah, yeah. maybe Cardinal yeah. can tell us. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I just said. But then I just spoke in a mouthful there because, mm-hmm. like you said, we can't go and discipline the officers on this spot just willy-nilly because then it's just brought something to my thing. Um, mm-hmm. They may have used their discretion knowing an arrest there could have escalated and got things out of order. Right, in, uh, into a battery on him now, too. Like you say, with a someone. So that's a good point there, again, then. So we yes, can't just yes, get because because He being a lawyer, too, eh? Remember that? He could have he could have mm-hmm. put anything on them for battery. <laughs> no, 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 no. That battery of thing course. will be done if you hit me. If you hit me? Well, that's that what I'm saying. I think it's there because of you're, you're who he is. Me kinda... telling me, you're telling me, don't let me rat you up to use his words. And we know in local parlance what rat you up what that, that, and in the tone and the voice. We know what that is. So he would mm-hmm. have used those words. It's captured on video. So right. his defense, there'll be a poor defense if he's saying that <laughs> the officers assaulted him. No, no, no. The officers have arrest powers. Citizens have arrest powers also. What are you going to say? He arresting the police because he's an attorney? No. Then he said, just said it. No man is above the law. Okay. We're, we're, we're now where the football has gone back unofficially to the DPP. And I'm disagreeing with that again. Yes, the DPP has, you know, you're making an inquiry into some serious uh, wounding with intent, murder, something there. And you, you need his input. Of course he's going to come in. But, but the DDP also listed a case. There's no he also for... listed a case in from Antigua. Didn't you see that? Oh, okay. Yes, you, you, mm-hmm. you, you sent out something there too. But like I said, even without those, we would have went to that. Let's see, Cardinal. Time's running up and up here fast. Well, here what happens here. In opinion, go ahead. We are we are complicit in this whole thing, you know. Because like we learn these little maxims that we touch some significance to, like nobody is above the law. Now, if you are honest minded, you know that's not true. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not Jennifer said it. Then you know what I'm saying? Well ago. So, so let's Let's go past, past so, that because, like I said, depends on the no, circumstances. You don't want to escalate something. You're not going to get up and arrest the prime minister at a public meeting down there when all of his fans and his supporters are there at a public meeting. You're going to find a way to get him in the back room somewhere. Because, remember, he's at a public rally 
where his supporters came out to hear him in the thousands. And just two, three, four you there decide you're going to arrest him. You might get out alive as the officer. So we understand that. Exactly. That's why the police officer calls calls and so we, uh, to, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so we understand that. In the sense of time, let's, let's push you a little bit there and see if you can predict a little something here before the six months is up. But I don't know. I don't know anything about the the um, the legal provisions in in Saint Kitts Nevis. Um, there's a small charge. Yeah, he has. He has. Um, that's well, a, that's I, an everyday I mean, charge. That's, a, that's an everyday charge. Yeah, that's an everyday you want charge. But I don't. I'm saying you assault the police. Yeah, were you able to read anything from the DDP? Okay, read the thing from the DDP. If you have it, Lina, do you have it? Mm-hmm. I look for it. Go ahead, Cardinal. I look for it. Well, I was saying is that I don't know what the um, the legal prescription is as far as statutes of limitations uh, are concerned with respect to you know the various types of criminal conduct. But and I'm not sure what kind of prosecutorial power that the police has. I know, I, I, you know, before I left St. Kitts Nevis, I, kn- I know I've heard of incidents. Police officers were prosecuting criminal conduct. And that seems a, a kind of odd to me. No, that means that in magistrate court is the police that, that um, thing. In the high court, the DPP prosecutes. In the magistrate court, the DPP does that go to the magistrate court. Is the okay in magistrate an inspector in my time? It was an inspector there as the prosecutor comes to the case. He's as a prosecutor, okay. As a prosecutor, yes. And that's the norm. Yeah. Okay. Law court, okay. if you want to call it that. So, so um, okay, but okay. So the magistrate is is the is the um is the neutral. It's supposed to be the neutral party presiding over the affairs. Okay, so so then under those circumstances, a member of the police department can can prosecute. Yes. Okay, yes. fair, that, fair that's enough. That's where it starts. And if it goes any higher and it okay. goes down to high court, the DPP now takes that over and attorney general and everybody gets involved with the big boys. And like I said, yeah, this so, is a okay, case for the You know, I guess this is the, it makes a difference between whether the... the Conduct that is charged constitutes uh, a misdemeanor or felony. Yes, uh, as two major types of two, two major classes of of criminal conduct. Yes, the well, misdemeanor you know, was just a misdemeanor. But I'm 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 okay. So if if somebody is displaying things, you know, no no charging um, document has been presented. Nobody knows whether this is a felony because like Lynette just said that, you know, the different authorities are dropping this like a hot potato. So is it that they can't decide whether this is a felony? Who has the authority to prosecute the conduct or what conduct is there to be prosecuted? 
No, no, no. I don't I, know. I don't think that's what this guy knows. It's who supposed to bring charges. Did anybody, that say, that anybody say that this man has been charged with battery? Did the police who were there, did they institute any charges based on the arrest? Did they say that we are arresting this man based on uh, 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 allegations of battery or battery on a police officer or whatever the, the charges? Did anybody present any kind of document issued either by that's, the police department or exactly the that is what the GDP said. That's the second that's point. What that's what we said from last week. What is the chief of police doing? The commissioner of police is he asking for advice from the DPP whether to charge? When it gets to the DPP, charges has to be there. I know he okay, the DPP also said that he has instructed him what to do. Because that's what it is to me. From last week I said it, he would have written to the DPP for some instruction and advice because he does not know his work. He said in a written opinion. Is that you already done your investigation, we charged this guy with such and such, and this is a big time case. And next thing, we have to take it to the magistrate court because he has to go there, and then that magistrate will send it on to the high court. But what the... Okay, he said, this is what what the um, director of public, he says, in keeping with the office of the director of public prosecution, role to support the police in their investigation of criminal offenses today in a written opinion i have advised commissioner of police mr hilroy brandy on the merits of prosecution in the matter involving honorable lindsey grant and the three police officers which took place on january 8th it is now the commissioner of police to decide whether to act upon my advice it is as always been within the powers of police whether to charge Mr. Grant. It is not and was never a matter for my determination. It's clear. He said he, if, if he sent it to him for advice, he already no, he has given him written advice. Whatever that is. What are so, the charges he's, <laughs> he's, he's suggesting? That he well, the charges that he's um, saying, he said... Um, should, should be charged with obstruction, assault, and battery. Um, obstruction, assault, assault, and battery. That's clear as day. I don't see uh, this running around kicking the can down the road. Uh, you know. Can I have a uh, question here? And it says that is a simple matter for the police and, uh, and, of, and, and the uh, offenses which they charge yes. daily without my input. Noted. Let's hear. Um, I, I, uh, it, it sounds to me like we're trying, somebody's trying to go up the chain and somebody up the chain is trying to push it back down the chain. Exactly. Is, it not, is it not possible that the director of public prosecution has the discretion to take a case from the other tier because of the nature and, well, if you like, significance, perhaps the nature and other factors that would severely cause this case to become overblown. So my point is the director of public prosecution should have the discretion 
to say to the cop, the police, I will oversee this case because clearly you're not able to do so. And what no, but it, 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 let, let, let me tell you here quickly. The DPP does not charge anybody. The police has to bring the charges. So if there's yes. no charge in front of the DPP, the DPP cannot now get up and say, I'm going to go out here now, charge this guy, either summon him or arrest him, get a warrant or whatever. No, that's not for the DPP. Point. That's why we have the police to bring Point. this, to take it to the police. Point. It cannot be the part in front of Point. the horse. Point here, Ivor. The director of public prosecution can say to the police, Conduct your investigation and send me the results, and I will take it from here. Somebody is trying to push the case. No, but that's what, that's what back. he said in the sense. Linda just read that. Linda just read that. He said, this is for you, this case here. Your case is where I would come in, of course, from up front. This big-time murder here, this big-time no. assault or whatever no. have you. No. You know, what I, what I heard from, what I heard from Lynette's reading was that the director of public prosecution says, hey, b- back to you, Mr. Police, it's in your hands to prosecute. Yeah, he should, he's saying he should, this case here, this particular case, but, should have never come to me. That's a little case down the road. You only that's what he's saying. Big time thing on this because of, hold on, you only put in something big on this because of, to use his words, the Honorable Lindsey Grant. The word Honorable, you're sending it to me. If this was... Cardinal Mills, it wouldn't have been on my desk. If this was right. Lynette Fox, it wouldn't have been on my desk. The GPP is right. I... He is correct. This is an everyday offense where a man go up the park, behaving foolish, touch a police, fling him in the back of the police um, vehicle, and send him over to 1840 to sit down and cool off. Don't bring it because it's unreal and this is the linen red. He ain't above the law. I still say unreal. Go and do what you have to do. The police officers on the scene at that night, I'm gonna give them credit. They use their discretion. You at this man's bar, he have his customers over there, maybe all who support him, maybe politically. It's only two of you. Our judgment tell us. Let's not making a rest here, it might turn into a ball. It's only three of us. It might be like the January 6th, where they say you've been outnumbered or what have you. So that is where I said the ball is rolling back and forth between these three officers who didn't arrest and someone. It should not be between the DPP and the Commissioner of Police. The Commissioner of Police is supposed to direct his officers now, yep. go ahead, write a statement, blah, blah. tell your sergeant or your inspector, whoever is prosecuting this case, Yes. Since they want to advise, go and do what you have to do. And oh, let man. the Prime Minister take away the portfolio from this man until such time. Simple. Comment, Ivor. comment. It is clear, it is clear that junior yeah. officers are subject to the recommendations and instructions of their supervisors. And these rookie police... So police should do that. Yeah. Yes, yes, quite. I just, I just what I'm that. Saying, it, yeah, what I'm saying, it is clear that the junior officers are subject to um, their supervisors' way. The supervisor decision whether or not they prosecute, to prosecute is also subject to his supervisor. 
And so it appears that because of the nature of the situation, everybody is trying to pass the buck, quite frankly, and not wanting to do the right thing. That's what it appears. And this is, uh, we're we, we getting ready to close now, so I'm going to just finish it this way. The case might very well go to the court and be dismissed. Yes. Because the court is controlled by the prime minister, his sister is the magistrate, all of them is in the same boat. But the police should know, don't show no impartiality. Just do what you have to do. The end result, let justice prevail one way or the other. Let the magistrate throw it out and say, ain't nothing here, lack of evidence, technicality, whatever you want. But you do what you have to do. The result shouldn't have nothing to do with you because you're making it hard for me now to do the same thing. And you know, come and lay your hand on me and say you're going to waste me for doing the same thing that um, a minister would have done. If they don't do something, police him gone to the dogs. But, Leon, stand by to, to fill up merchants if you can get it. Because remember I said I don't have anything over here in that sort yet. So let's begin to close it out, gentlemen. We have, um, let's just give ourselves two minutes to do that so we can... Um, get Murtrich to tell us where we'll meet tomorrow. It's not 3 o'clock. Last, that was for last week's special event. It's going to be 6 o'clock ending. So, Dennis, begin to say your, your farewell, your goodbye. Yes, thank you, um, Ivor. I uh, would encourage um, listeners and, of course, my panelists to join <laughs> us tomorrow for the cricket show. And my last my parting words for Leon is that his team just got a last-minute goal to win the match, and Liverpool also won their match. So that's my goodbye for today. See you tomorrow. You're talking okay. about you're talking about the World Club champion. No, I'm talking about the league Premier League match today. The Are you talking about the league? European champion? <laughs> Thank you. Let me go ahead and um and um. And um, close out, man, and you can tell us if you have anything for tomorrow, any topic of search okay, or guests or yes, what have you. Yes, hopefully we had uh, ex- some experience, some difficulties here this morning. I wasn't able to participate in the latter part of the show, but um, we have a good show lineup for you. We have a great gentleman coming out of Australia. And, okay, he is Rob, Rob Leal. And he's an author, journalist, retired journalist. We're going to give you parts of his uh, conversation with, with, with Jade Keen and Dennis. And we hope at 7 o'clock, we hope that will be enlightening to some of you folks who have never heard him before. But he is a great cricket thinker. And we hope we, at 7 o'clock to bring some of what he had said to Dennis and um, uh, Jade Keen. So with that said, I just wish each and every one of you well and hope that you're able to join us tomorrow at um, 6 until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, I know you have some other folks to say bye, bye before I bring in Murtries, but I have her queued up. Yes, okay. Leon, can I? Let me, sorry, can I just add that Rod Leal, his, his bent was on the global growth of cricket and the ICC, and he had some very unflattering remarks and opinions about what is happening with the ICC and with cricket, the growth of cricket in general. It was a really provocative okay. uh, discussion. So, please be there. 
Okay, we'll get we'll get that in tomorrow. Channel, just go ahead and then Lynette quickly because we have just seconds to go. Yes, it was. Hello. Go ahead, go ahead, quickly. Yes, it was pretty wonderful show, and and um, you know, I'm having a great time with it. In the meantime. Amelie is sending in her messages to Leon and says, oh, be happy, because it was sheer luck that Chelsea won the World Cup. Um, There's nothing. Amelie was not <laughs> like you, you can't be half pregnant, oh. Cardinal. Are you okay. pregnant or are you not uh, pregnant? <laughs> no, no, he said he was sheer luck. He was, okay. He either win or you lose. Before, Hold on, guys. Before um, Omel, go, let's, hear, let's hear Phil's voice before the folks who are on stream. Can hear him. Good morning, Phil. Uh, good morning. How are you? I'm oh, hi, good. Phil. I did not say good morning to Phil. Morning, Phil. Afternoon, sorry. <laughs> I just came on a while ago. I overslept. <laughs> oh, and no. I, I anyway, when I hear you. It's my nephew's birthday today. <laughs> and I had oh, to call Geraldine. Funny. I called a daily call. Give her a daily call. Uh, you know? She has been working in the background with my business. Hmm? Hello? Okay, well, very good. Well, very good. But the folks, we're going to go maybe another five minutes so we can get in much to save. But for the folks who are online, we want to say goodbye. Thanks for coming through with us this morning. See you tomorrow at 6.